0: every team, every topic, everywhere this is believe.
1: This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. all right ladies and gentlemen we are on a bit early today but hey when i work early that means we can hit the road right here at two o'clock instead of two fifteen, and we're not rushing to get sp3 to work at three o'clock so that's how that works here on the believe in pro wrestling podcast on our normal day here on tuesday what a weekend in professional wrestling i thought it was a really really rock solid elimination chamber pay-per-view from top to bottom mercedes monet is the new iwgp women's champion we all knew that was coming but still i'm so happy she's getting to live her dream sp3 it was a really really good weekend of professional wrestling what did you think just kind of broad overview of elimination chamber we're going to dive into the finer points of it but uh, of the entire weekend elimination chamber included what were your overall thoughts this past weekend
0: Saturday was a great day for professional wrestling, especially if you're a professional wrestling fan. Uh, You had WWE Elimination Chamber, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Battle in the Valley. was one of their better United States shows with mercedes Monet and Kyrie having the best match of the damn weekend. Yes, you heard me correct. Better than Roman and Sami. Better than Men's Elimination Chamber. Right up there was Nagata versus Mirahara from all japan pro wrestling i just finished watching that that was a great great matchup as well but a really great week for a, a weekend for professional wrestling gcw had a great show in los angeles as well as you know i watch a lot of professional wrestling and my star ratings just went up on my on my page just the pin tweet on my uh on my twitter page at true hill sp3 if you want to cherry pick through the best matches from the weekend so yes really good weekend for professional wrestling
1: yeah, see, this is why we have SP3 on the show. For those who are new to the program, and we appreciate everybody who's joining us here, as always. Uh, SP3 watches all of the wrestling, so you don't have to. Because there's there's a lot of it. This man's full-time life, outside of his family and his kids, is professional wrestling. He watches it all. Me, I watch what I literally can and that's pretty much just the main shows for WWE and AEW but this is why I love sp 3s because he has the availability to dive into everything and he is an overall expert on everything which is another reason why I love him on the show because he makes me look good sometimes he makes me look dumb but regardless it is what it is we appreciate everybody who's in the chat so far Steven and Safet what is going on guys uh, get your comments in what did y'all think of Elimination Chamber what did y'all think of the Monday Night Raw afterwards uh, give us uh, give us your comments we'll try to get to as many of them as possible throughout the entirety of the show steven says sp3 is the uh, wrestling encyclopedia i mean this man i asked him a pretty difficult question over the weekend i think friday while i was working on my latest article article for cage side seats it took me a while to find this answer i asked sp3 just to see if he knew and this dude got it with inside of like what 10 15 seconds, depending on what it was, depending on how long it took you to actually see my message on Facebook Messenger. You got it inside, all the way back to WrestleMania twenty-two for crying out loud! Like it just absolutely ridiculousness and stuff that you can pull off the top of your head. But regardless, uh, there is a lot that we are going to get into today, and yes, that includes a lot of conversation surrounding Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, the Usos, Cody Rhodes, all of the main event scene. Uh absolutely incredible weekend for Sami Zayn. It was not the storybook ending that a lot of people were hoping for. We will dive into that. John Cena is on his way back to WWE. We will talk about that. Speaking of E, uh SP3, they they uh they think they can land some major soon-to-be free agents. In fact, they are downright confident in a couple of them. Uh, that would be pretty interesting. There was a Hall of Famer at Raw last night who was supposed to be used but wasn't and all of a sudden uh it looks as though by my count sp3 and we'll dive into them i think 11 matches 11 matches that are locked in uh for wrestlemania right now which doesn't open a lot of uh, positions left uh on the card brock lesnar may have a surprising challenger god i hope not and we're two weeks away from an AEW pay-per-view, but you might not realize that based off of the ticket sales. So we will dive into all of that today. First things first, got to thank our friends over at bet online. We would not be here without them. They remain your number one source for all of your betting needs this season, pro college basketball and well, NBA is pro basketball. Excuse me. UFC MMA major league baseball is getting ready to start. If you're Freak. You can bet on spring training games if you really want to. Probably uh, get the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, game trends. It's all there at Bet Online. Live betting options, free contests, scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite leagues and events. Go to the website today or use your mobile device. Join, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe to get those rewards. That is B L E A V. BetOnline.ag where the game starts again. Thank you for for tuning in today. If uh, you're new to the show, go ahead. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. We are climbing. We are climbing as as much as we can, hoping to get to a thousand uh, fa- subscribers, followers, whatever they're called, by the end of the year. And if we get to 600 by the end of February, somebody's gonna win $50 to AEW shop or shop well WWE shop A AE, shop AEW whatever the hell it is, whichever company you want, fifty free dollars to. All right, I am. St- struggling today. Whatever. I got foggy brain, man. My brain is fog. This is going to be a slog today, so bear with me guys. You want 50 free bucks bottom line to whichever company store you want. We got to get to 600 uh subscribers by the end of the month and then uh we will draw one of you lucky subscribers names and you will win $50 on us. It's that simple. So like, share, hit that subscribe button, push the thumbs up, tweet us out there, tell your friends if they like pro wrestling to come in and tune into us here on Believe in pro wrestling sp3 so much of this past weekend was let's be honest this was sammy Zayn's weekend in 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 wwe the the ovation that he got friday when he came down to the ring in montreal was one of the best things i've seen in in quite some time i've i've been a fan of sammy Zayn professionally and just him as a as a as a human being for for quite some time i have always thought he was one of the most overlooked talents in WWE. And somehow he always found a way to, you know, shine and turn whatever WWE gave him. He, he was, he was the, the King of polishing turds. As far as like creative storylines, he always found a way to make things work, but never was able to rise to the level of, you know, what he should have a long time ago because he was anchored down uh, by creative or wasn't put in the right positions. And for him to be in this spot this weekend to get that hero's welcome, it was, what, five minutes easy, five, six minutes before Sami Zayn even had a chance to talk. First off, they gave us Worlds Apart back, which was... Chef's kiss. Thank you very much. A nice touch. The crowd went nuts. They're singing with the song. They're doing the Olay chants. They're, They're giving Sammy the you deserve it before he even stepped into the ring with Roman Reigns. And then he just goes into this passionate promo about roman you're in my fucking house which he said in plain french uh we found out later after we did the translation uh you're going down mfr and this that and the other thing the crowd was eating it up they were behind him they were just as loud if not louder at extreme at uh, excuse me, extreme rules at elimination chamber on saturday that match was just pure storytelling at its finest those were two guys who went out there and yes, it was a great wrestling match, but it was a fantastic story that they told in that match. And yeah, we all knew they were going to be shenanigans at the end. That was a given double ref bump. I'm fine with it. Jimmy Uso gets involved, had a feeling that was coming. Jay Uso gets there and man, for a half second, all it took was one little look at Roman. And I thought, I thought they were going to do the impossible. Like they sold me down the river for a half second. Like, mother fucker they're gonna have Jey Uso cost Roman the belt ultimately they didn't do that Jey Uso very indecisive about what he was going to do ultimately Roman Reigns got in his face he ends up eating a spear Roman hits Sammy with the steel chair Bob's your uncle it's over the ref finally wakes up conveniently enough to count the three count for Sammy Zane and the crowd was just absolutely silent they couldn't believe what they had just saw Kevin Owens comes down Crowd goes nuts, and then we fast forward to Monday night raw and sp3. It's not going to be something as simple as, oh, Sammy Zayn and KO, they're gonna hug it out, they're gonna forgive all their misdeeds, and you know, we're gonna, it's gonna be them versus the Usos. We're gonna get there, but it's gonna be a process to get there, and I don't mind that at all. Everything that went down on Saturday and this past Monday, again. I'll go back to storytelling. I am a story guy. I thought it was fantastic storytelling from WWE on all counts. I love the fact that Kevin Owens is not like, yeah, let's be friends again. He's like, no, F you. Forget you for everything that we've been through. Screw you. Go hang out with your buddy, Jay. This, that, and the other thing. I love Jay being indecisive, still not being able to make a choice, family or his new best buddy in Sami Zayn. But I can't help SP3. Look at the situation on Saturday and think that WWE passed up what could have been an all-time moment that would have been remembered for as long as the company exists. And I mean right up there with Mick Foley winning the WWE Championship on Monday Night Raw. Sami Zayn winning the title, regardless of how he won it, winning the championship in Montreal. The pop, the celebration, the pomp and circumstance, all of that, with the, the culmination of Sami Zayn's Cinderella story rise, right storyline and his rise that would have been an all-time moment they decided to let it pass by to stick to the plan with roman and cody at wrestlemania ko and sammy versus the usos it's a lot to take in i think it was a tough choice i would not be surprised if they considered seriously considered putting the belt on sammy uh do you think they
0: ultimately made the right decision and, and what did you think about what we saw this weekend I thought Roman and Sammy had a tremendous matchup, one of the best WWE main events uh, in quite some time, honestly. I thought these ties were on the top of their game. Roman was just a perfect heel and just getting every ounce of heat that he possibly could from the Montreal crowd and how he was talking trash to Sammy, Sammy's wife, and the yeah. crowd was was excellent. Uh, Sammy Zayn was a, a pure baby face fighting from underneath the underdog baby face uh just working so well i understood you know the first uh ref bump and you know sammy getting the visual pin i understand jimmy Uso coming out i understand jay Uso coming out i don't understand the second ref bump second ref bump took me out of the matchup a little bit and then how the match ended it felt very deflating I i feel like I like you like you always tell me I'm very good at nitpicking stuff and yeah. making it slightly better. Sammy kicks out of that spear and then Roman puts him in the guillotine and Sammy passes out for the loss. That would have been much better than just spear one, two, three. I, I feel like you could have got one big more pop out of that matchup. If Sammy kicks out of that last spear after the chair shots, I, and I then he, just, that, yeah. he just passes out. He doesn't get pinned. He doesn't submit. He just passes out and you, you can even have him like try to rally in the guillotine and then he just passes out. I feel like it still would have got, you know, the deflating, uh, You know resolved in the silence from the crowd But you could have juiced that And hit the end the match at the peak Instead of it ended like it was Like this Instead of you ending it at this it, so, it, it
1: also felt like the referee Thought Sammy was going to kick out Like his last like
0: count yeah. came down And he did that
1: little, that little swoop move And it's almost like we didn't get the The hard crisp three To definitively end the match So I don't know if yeah. he got lost or forgot what was going on and I'm
0: talking about the referee,
1: not Sammy. Um, yeah.
0: That didn't help. It didn't help. Yeah. yeah. So, and and then, like, the big thing for me is that the story was great within the matchup. But, but I wasn't expecting Sammy to win. What I was expecting is one of two big things to progress this story forward, which was the Sammy-Kevin reunion or Jay Uso making a decision. And we got neither. So that also felt like a letdown to me. I know there's more of the Sammy and Kevin story to talk about, and I'll bring up Raw as well, and I like to follow-up on Raw. But honestly, when I just thought about it as you were recapping everything, they could have just done the hug at, at Elimination Chamber but then, like, Sam, like, they hug, and Kevin pushes him away and walks out. They could have done yeah. that. They do both things, where they, where where he's, like, caught up in the moment. of you know, yeah. Sammy for, for you know, accomplishing it, you know, uh, what he was able to do, coming so close. And then he just says, nah, and then walks out. That would have been you you're washing both hands like we were talking about before the show of could they wash both hands by having Sammy win and then getting the belt back on Roman. They could have washed both hands by having the hug, getting the huge pot from that Montreal crowd, and then Kevin pushes him away, gives Sammy his moment in the ring, and you end the show the way they just did. And then we could have got the follow-up of why he did that on raw and he could have done the same thing so like you you it was thank you for recapping everything because that would made me think because i was like after raw i was like okay i'm fine with them not doing the hug there and then doing this segment here it makes sense but then when I just thought about it, as you were recap, I was like, no, they could have done both. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, it definitely seems like they want to build up to that moment over the course yeah. of the next several weeks.
0: This man will never get the reaction like they would have gotten in Montreal. Montreal.
1: Though. Yeah.
0: Like if you're not going to get the Sammy win, you at least should have gave them the reunion. You should have at least gave them the yeah. hug. At least give them the hug. You don't have to do the full on reunion, but at least give them the hug to end the night on a high instead of end the night kind of on the low. Uh but the raw segment that was tremendous. That was the best part of Raw. Raw 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 started on a peak and then slowly went down from there. But yeah. I love I love Sammy, you know, trying to uh get kevin to you know team up together to take down the the bloodline i love kevin owens reaction and being like no you know i had my family had to watch me get beat down while you just stood around there at the Raw rumble however however i did put on my twitter and i will say it here kevin owens you are a petty little bitch because <laughs> you sir have been betraying and beating your best friend's ass for the better part of 15 years in front of his family. So how dare you? How dare you? You are like you are like the guy that that um owes someone a million dollars, and that person doesn't say anything about you owing them a million dollars. But then you 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 give them like a quarter for the for the freaking uh for the car, for the meter on the car, and you're asking for the quarterback. That's what you are. That's what you are, Kevin Bowen. You're a petty individual because you should it should be like, and I you know, I kind of have betrayed you for like uh, uh almost two decades. So maybe I should give you a little slack. Because I, they, got has, they got time. Yeah, they got time to get there though. They're gonna get they got there. T- yeah, they got time to bring that up, but there's just a lot because I, I have been a fan of Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens for for, the, for that whole 15-year period. The first time yeah. I ever saw them in person was in 2007, them versus the Briscoes at Manhattan Mayhem 2007 in the Hammerstein Ballroom in the summer of 2007, and I was just, I, I was just a college student at that point. So from here to there, I have seen it all between these two individuals, so it's just like – Come on, Kevin. You, you, you acting kind of petty. But that's just me reacting to the story that is playing out on the screen. So I enjoy all of that, and I'm I'm willing to watch it all play out. But as far as the, the matchup, like I said, the match was great. I just feel like it could have been, like, five stars, great matchup. Yeah. I, I gave my star rating. You can see it on my Twitter page. It wasn't five stars because I feel like it could have ended better
1: yeah and again, man it it fell flat it it really felt deflating for me because I really got sucked into the moment, and I'm sitting here and i'm sit- i'm I'm going, man, I wanted it. I wanted it. like I wanted that fuck it, shoot first, ask questions later, style of booking. like I craved it. I wanted Sami Zayn to win that title so damn bad. I wanted him to run down to the to the ring apron and and give his wife a hug and a kiss with the shoulder, with the belts in his hands like it was his newborn kid, right? Like I wanted him to run around and get carried through the stands like he was crowd surfing at a, at a rock concert. I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. WrestleMania be damned. Figure that shit out later. I wanted it so bad. And they passed up on it. SP3, those kind of moments don't come around every day. They don't come around every year. They had a chance to do it. They decided not to. I hope that they get us a moment that is as good or as close as humanly possible with Cody Rhodes winning at WrestleMania. And God damn it, he better win at WrestleMania now because if he doesn't, holy shit, now you've just beaten both of the two competitors that you have put together, and where the fuck do we go from here with, with Roman Reigns defending the title?
0: All I will say, I had more people messaging me, being like, now I'm kind of on your side of Roman beating Cody, because that would be the most hilarious booking (laughs) in WWE history if they did that. But no, it seems like it's a foregone conclusion that Cody's going to end the reign. But to me, that just feels really manufactured. It feels very telegraphed, uh, more than it being like the organic moment, that, that mantra would have been for sammy i totally understand the people that believe sammy zane should have won i totally understand the people that was like no you should just go with the stuff that makes sense uh it was a good finish Uh, there's people that i i disagree with uh you know how they think it's a perfect match no it's not it wasn't uh it was near a perfection though so that's what i think that they can can hang their hat on is that they told the story that they wanted to but i do agree with you that you don't get moments like this the last time they had a moment like this was cm punk in chicago in 2011 they pulled the trigger then and they got themselves a new main eventer who was able they were able to ride to the bricks with the to the wheels fell off until 2014 and now sammy Zayn. it still seems like they are still positioning him as a main eventer and that's what we should definitely have is that he should be firmly established as a main eventer now
1: yeah it just again this is this is right time wrong place situation for sammy and the fact that it just happens to be the the one year that we're coming up on wrestlemania that we have two white hot contenders and one world championship Vince McMahon's booking coming from from beyond the grave to fuck over what could be a very, very good WrestleMania night one with Sami Zayn winning the belt and WrestleMania night two for Cody. I had people hit me up on Twitter saying the fact that Sammy lost was, was a smack in the face to, to the fans that are cheering for him. And I will counter that by saying no. Because one of the things that I was very interested in last night was how Cody Rhodes was going to be perceived after Sami lost. And Cody was still massively over with that crowd last night in Ottawa, in Sammy's home country of Canada. So I think people, the, 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 the people on Twitter, you're hardcores. You have your fans. I know you all are going to have your opinions. You're very passionate about it. The main fans, the ones who are packing the stadiums, the ones who are watching on a, on a casual basis, they've been with both Sammy and Cody. So WWE had a, really a no lose situation. But man, the moment was there. It was there for the taking, and they just decided not to do it. And it it makes me sad. Like it's still sad that I didn't get to see that moment. I hope Sammy does. The net somehow, because the stars never align. And all the stars were nearly there. They just needed two world titles and they could have put one on Sammy in Montreal. Uh, I hope Sammy gets his moment one day and he does win a world championship. I I that that needs to happen. But he and Kevin Owens are winning those damn tag team titles. Finally. So it, it almost feels like a consolation prize. It's like, yeah, he's not going to get the world title, but we're going to give you that Sammy and Kevin Owens tag team title run. You guys have been asking for, for eight goddamn years. We're finally going to give it to you. And it's going to happen. Probably main event night one uh, at WrestleMania. So Fett saying the uh, women's chamber match was great. The men's match was uh, awesome as well. I, I do have to say, I I genuinely enjoyed both elimination chamber matches. Um, I, I can't remember a women's match that I enjoyed more. I loved the the, the and that again that may fall on, you know, my memory on this one. But like I I loved the character work of Nikki Cross. I thought she made the most of her minutes. Liv Morgan with uh, the spot of the night until Montez Ford turned into Spider Man uh, with the uh, the sunset flip off the top of the pod. I thought she looked good, uh, even though she was the second person uh, eliminated. Asuka looked like an absolute buzzsaw. And I'll tell you what, one person who I think has absolutely elevated themselves or at least has had their booking elevated since they came back is Carmella. I don't know what the plan for her is going to be at WrestleMania and we'll talk about it. SP three, but given how she has been presented, how she has been booked since she came back, I think Triple H brought Carmella back to be a player. I don't know how big of a player, but she's not going to be some bit role character that she was and just parading down going, look at how hot I am. She's going to be
0: a contender for a
1: while based on what how they have brought her back, in my opinion. That's what I'm reading into this.
0: Uh, yes, it does seem like that. I just felt like the women's elimination chamber was going very well until they pressed the fast-forward button after um, yeah. Liv Morgan got eliminated. Like They rushed through... Uh Natalia getting eliminated, Raquel getting eliminated, and then Carmelo getting eliminated. I will wish that they would have put, you know, gave more shine to those women after Liv Morgan because the match was going very well. And I was really gonna be there with Safet and you and saying it was a great women's elimination chamber and arguably one of the better ones. But I will take, you know, uh Alexa and Bianca going at it at the end of last yeah. year. Yeah. bianca going at it with Rhea in that one i will take uh the mustafa uh, uh the Mustafa uh finish with Sasha and Bailey back in two thousand eight when she was on top of the pod and she just kicks her. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's one of my favorite spots in an oh, elimination chamber ever. Um but, remember that I gotta go you said twenty eighteen. I gotta go back twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen Alexa Alexa wins but this is when Sasha and Bailey were like friends but uh, Bailey uh Sasha would always turn on Bailey at the key point. Yeah and yeah it, yeah it yeah one of those key points Bailey was and, always the
1: yeah the yeah the yeah
0: and i will take the 2019 when sasha and bailey became the women's tag team champions for the first time over over any of those does in my opinion that's the best woman's elimination chamber but this one was a good one now i love the men's elimination chamber match as well i thought that was booked
1: about as well as you could book it with the exception of i really wanted montez Ford to make it to the finals Like I did, I felt like this, the wind got taken out of the sails of the match because once it got down to Seth and and Austin, you knew Austin was retaining because Seth Rollins has got his thing going on with Logan Paul. You had a feeling Logan Paul was going to show up, but my goodness, they made Bronson Reed look incredible, even though he was the first one eliminated. How many finishers and setup moves did he take to get him eliminated? Like four or five, uh, before he was finally out, but Ford gets that big elimination there. That was great. Johnny Gargano had a hell of a had a hell of a time in that matchup. He had some really really good spots. I thought Damian had his points to shine, but Montez Ford was the absolute star of the match. And I think you could have you could have had Damian be the one that took the the the, the stomp and needed help getting out of the chamber to allow Logan Paul to come in and eliminate Seth Rollins as the third competitor out and leave. And have a an action give get just give Ford a little bit more time to shine and give us hope and drag along that Montez might might shock the world and pull it off before Austin Theory pulls it out. But I really can't complain much about that men's chamber match. They did exactly what they needed to do and then decided to follow up on it by not
0: having Johnny Gregano or Montez Ford on Monday Night Raw last night. Weird decision weird decision But yeah I, I thoroughly I thought that match was Tremendous one of the best matches Of the entire weekend Everyone looked good coming out of it I do agree that Montez Probably should have had more time Especially Um, I think it was like three Minutes between Damian Priest getting Eliminated and then Montez getting Eliminated if they would have let him shine for Maybe just two three more minutes Before yeah. he take anything I think they Made the right decision as far as how how everybody was eliminated in what order everybody was eliminated i just wish that you know that um every time somebody's eliminated you open the door to the chamber so you don't need to telegraph that logan paul is coming out by doing the whole officials and referees with montez I, that made it obvious i was like oh okay logan paul yeah logan's coming, coming out. out yeah yeah i was like i was i it mean that's Wide open, exactly, Wide open. exactly. But he could—he's fast. Like just have him run out <laughs> when somebody gets eliminated. Yeah. Or I, I came up with an even better one when I did my review on True Hill. He is have Logan come in as like a cameraman. And that, then you don't have the deflating of with the officials and referees, you being like, oh, God, something's about to happen. If you're a wrestling fan, you kind of knew that was going to happen when that happened. But as that's ha- you could do that same thing. Instead of Logan running out, have him be a cameraman and he does the reveal that it's him. And then yeah. you get the, oh, from the oh, fans. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. he interferes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But again, I, I, I can't complain, um, you know, Triple H forgot to give Montez's flowers during the uh, uh, press conference, but uh, well, we were all sitting there saying, all right, now say Montez's name, now say Montez's name, say fucking Ford's name, motherfucker, because he was the star of the match, he made up for it online afterwards, so again, cool, uh, Javon saying it was odd that they did an update on Gargano, but nothing about Ford, it was a weird choice not to have Montez Ford, I don't know if they're selling the, you know, the concussion or, or whatever the heck that they, you know, they needed to. This is what I was concerned about though SP3 and we'll we'll talk about this coming up here is you know we we had Andrew Thompson from post wrestling on our elimination pre-show. I looked at this match as the the ticket puncher to WrestleMania for four of the dudes in this match. And now all of a sudden, three of the dudes that were in this match that were eliminated, they weren't even on Raw last night. I don't know how they're getting to WrestleMania. Bronson Reed, maybe he's going up against Otis. Is that a WrestleMania match? I don't know. But, again, we will get there uh, because, again, I I believe by my count, we have 11 WrestleMania matches locked in. How many more are we going to get to? Uh, we talked about Austin Theory. You're going to get your wish, SP3, because this is one of the 11, guaranteed. John Cena coming back to WWE next month on Raw, I believe March 5th or 6th, whichever day it is, in Boston. He's a Massachusetts boy. Austin Theory is going to be there ready and waiting. It's not going to be an open challenge, I don't believe, SP3, like you laid out. Uh, They gave us the open challenge last night between Theory and Edge. Great match, even though they telegraphed the, the, you knew, you knew. You absolutely knew Finn Balor was getting involved in that uh triple h is on his bullshit uh when it comes to bullshit finishes right now uh but anyway Dude, theory was beat like one of the worst bullshit finishes
0: because the referee <laughs> fully just turns around even though he saw someone coming out and interfered i'm gonna turn around totally right until the time no that was just a two this is just a two so finn can interfere here you go <laughs>
1: So yeah, we're gonna get uh, this. This is going down. It's gonna be theory. It's gonna be John Cena. It's gonna be for the United States Championship at uh, at WrestleMania. I didn't necessarily think it needed the United States title, but as you have talked about on the show before, there's so many similarities between these guys. Having the United States Championship be on the line between these two just makes sense.
0: It, it, it definitely did need the United States Championship because that's how theory is guiding over it's him being the United States champion but if if theory would have lost the title and you know angry theory like calling out john cena yeah But that wouldn't have the same effect And it wouldn't be the same Austin Theory The reason that this is an interesting matchup Is because he's coming in as champion He's talking about a forever reign He's talking about he's the now And now he's versus the past The guy that he's trying to eclipse It just makes all the world of sense I love the decision for Edge To challenge him as well Because Edge is a longtime rival of him So a rival of Cena So he could say I've beaten your greatest rival on On Monday Night Raw I've defended the U.S. title against some guys that have beaten you, like Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley and all, you know, he could say all that. So it it just makes all of sense why this is for the United States championship. And most of all, what I said on the on our prediction show, I'll repeat again. It makes the United States title in a major matchup. If you put the United States championship on anybody else, it's just going to be a mid card kind of forgotten match at WrestleMania. This way, this will be remembered for years to come, John Cena versus Theory for the United States Championship.
1: It is a moot point, but I I I
0: think my idea of Ford versus Angelo Dawkins would have been it great. would have been forgotten. Like it, it no matter how good it is, it's never gonna be pushed as that in the build yeah, up. It's never no. going to be viewed as important.
1: I know, but hey, I, I still have good ideas from time to time. Um SP three, you remember back, oh I don't know, like last year well had, had Cody Rhodes shown up yet like even well just, even just around this time last year you know Cody Rhodes working without a contract is coming back to WWE all this stuff yeah it's never going to happen well maybe it might happen is he going to show up at WrestleMania who the hell knows Cody got talks it fallen through what i'm saying is at this time last year Cody Rhodes we weren't even sure if he's going to be in WWE, let alone winning the goddamn Royal Rumble, let alone facing Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania night two in Los Angeles, where he's probably going to finally realize his dream and win the WWE championship. Anything can happen sp three, anything can happen. So keep that in mind with this reporting here from WrestlingNews.co that WWE not only wants Kenny Omega, whose contract is reportedly up, somewhat soon there is some dispute about that uh tony khan could possibly add some injury time onto that in which case uh he he probably wouldn't be a free agent for for several more months uh but also the fact that fightful believes that they are they're they're relatively confident they at least have a chance to land kenny omega and then on top of that wrestling observer says that wwe right now are the favorites to land jay white to bring him the switchblade in to wwe could you imagine a scenario within the next few months whether that is let's just say this time next year sp3 could you imagine a scenario this time next year where jay white and kenny omega are in wwe
0: yes because after 2022 anything is possible ladies and gentlemen uh but kenny omega signing with wwe would be like a death nail to aew I'm sorry, like, that's like the biggest guy you could lose. They could survive losing Cody Rhodes, they have survived all this stuff with CM Punk depending on who you're talking to. That some people say they haven't survived that, but they have survived all of that, but losing Kenny Omega, like the first major free agent that they signed, a guy they be, that became the EVP, the most successful AEW world champion at, of all time, basically based on how long he held the title. He's the longest reigning champion and the ratings, the, the pay-per-view buys that he got as the world champion on top in 2021. He was the champion when they got back on the road after the pandemic. Kenny Omega is so important to AEW. He's having fun right now in the trios, but you can easily position him back into the main event scene. He he was a part of the one of the greatest tag team champions of all time, and he was a part of the greatest story that AEW has taken, or 1A, 1B with CM Punk versus MJF with Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page and the journey to Hangman Adam Page's first AEW World Championship reign. That would be catechismic for the AEW if WWE signed Kenny Omega. But I think that it is sealed and delivered. WWE is signing. Switchblade Jay White. (laughs) You don't do two loser leaves matches, loser leaves (laughs) Japan and loser leaves NJPW if he's signing with a company that is partners with NJPW. It just doesn't seem like that would make a whole bunch of sense. So that's why I think Jay White is going to WWE.
1: If Kenny Omega leaves AEW, Tony Khan is going to have to change the name of the company because if Kenny leaves, I'm willing to bet there's a chance the Young Bucks leave. In which case, AEW is going to go to N-E-W. No elite wrestling. How can you call it all elite wrestling when you have none of the elite in the company? That would be unfathomable. And if I'm Triple H, I'm trying everything in my power to make that happen not just because forget the fact that kenny omega is a world-class athlete and and an absolute superstar and can help elevate my company but it is exactly what you said sp3 if they lose kenny omega if they don't get jay white if they end up losing the young bucks who have been teasing the fact that their contracts are up soon oh my goodness like my Hey, CM Punk, welcome back to AEW. Let's just go ahead and call it CMW, CM Punk Wrestling, because that's exactly what you're going to get. Oh, and by the way, uh, what happens at the end of this year as well, SP3? Oh, yeah, that's right. MJF's contract comes to an end, and the bidding war of 2024 gets underway. Things are about to get very, very interesting. Last night on Raw SP3, we were supposed to get another big return in Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. This is somebody whose name has popped up the last couple of weeks, was supposed to be on Raw the last couple of weeks, ended up not showing up. Fightful says she was even in the building in Ottawa last night, SP3, but was not used after a creative change. This makes me literally scratch my head. I don't I don't know where Trish Stratus actually lives. I assume she lives in Canada. Does she live in Ottawa? I don't know. But you make her travel to Ottawa. Let's just assume she traveled to Ottawa. She's at the arena. She's in the building. You are ready to use her. This isn't like, all right, Mia Yam, you're here, but we're not going to use you tonight. We'll, you know, we'll we'll put you on main event or you know, this, that, and the other thing. Enjoy. This is Trish Stratus. She's not traveling with the company. You brought her here for a specific reason and then went. You know what? Nah. <laughs> like, this is confusing to me, which makes me wonder, SP3, what changed? What happened? In which case, let's roll into this. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. According to Fightful SP3, Sean Ross App always does great work. Um, on the internal rundown sheet, Trish Stratus was supposed to come out during "Ding Dong Hello," very happy that "Ding Dong Hello" came out. Very happy that uh, uh, Bailey was back in her Sally Jesse, Ricky Lake type role. She always does really, really good with those. Um, damage control is there as her guest. She's hyping them up. They're having a good time. Dakota Kai still selling the knee with the with the crutches. Then Becky comes out. Her new idea to get to WrestleMania SP three is to go after the tag team titles and bailey goes well you all have any friends conveniently forgetting the fact that it was lita who helped you know her win the the damn cage match two weeks ago but regardless i'll fast forward here lita comes out they challenge for the tag team championships trish is nowhere to be found the match gets made official for next week so i guess dakota is fine we are going to get trish and excuse me becky and lita challenging damage control for the tag team titles And now all of a sudden, we're in a situation where it seems like Becky Lynch is going to be involved in some way, shape, or form at WrestleMania SP3. But is it going to be defending the tag team titles, maybe against Ronda Rousey or Shayna Baszler? Or is there going to be some shenanigans afoot next week that allows damage control to retain? And we end up getting this six-woman tag that was reportedly in the works for Elimination Chamber or at least speculated. Which one would you rather see at WrestleMania?
0: First of all, I just want to say... That ding dong hello segment was trash. Um, I mean that I mean that in the most respectful way possible, <laughs> but it was trash. Uh, Dakota Kai, I really enjoy her as a performer. Her promo was not good. Uh, ba- uh, the Bailey just being like, you don't have any friends, forgetting that Lita helped. Uh, you know, her lose a steel cage match, and then Becky and Lita, I think they're both really good promos on their own. But together they came off so unlikable like they're saying oh we deserve a title man, because of all the stuff Lita did two de- almost a damn decade ago and Becky Lynch that hasn't held the title in a year like what what are we talking about here they just came off like like absolute unlikable people. And they're the BB faces. The yeah. only part that was good about that is that they goaded Bailey into another matchup. And that seems to be the, the thread or the narrative that, that, uh you know, they've been building up throughout this feud is that they keep goading Bailey into matches. So I like narrative threads, but it also feels like you keep repeating the same thing again, not really a narrative thread. It's just you keep doing the same thing. So, oh, man, I really wanted to enjoy that segment. Because I always say I'm happy to see Lido back, but there was so much wrong with that segment. As far as um, the answer to this question, I want to see the six-man, the six-woman tag. The six-woman tag makes more sense. For that to happen, though, I would need Ronda and Shayna to win the titles before WrestleMania. So hopefully we can do both, where Ronda and Shayna can win the tag team titles before WrestleMania, and they defended against maybe Live and Raquel yeah. and Nikki and Candace, oh, really? uh, because I, I yeah, possibly because that uh, I don't think it's a long-term thing with Nikki and Candace, but you can you can shoehorn them in and get them on the card, and then after WrestleMania, Nikki can get her real friends back, sanity, and then you can do a candice and, and nikki feud. But for WrestleMania to get them on the card, do that. They love the multi-team matches, so there you have two other matches for the women outside of the title picture. So you have four women's matches in total.
1: I'd be all for that. This, this is interesting because you could do that. You could do something where, because it would be very easy to put the belts on Shayna and, and Rhonda ahead of WrestleMania. You have, you know, Bailey cost Lita and Becky on, on Monday damage control gets put in a match in a couple of weeks with Rhonda and, and and Shayna and then Becky costs damage control the match actually helping Ronda Rousey, which would be interesting. And then you can set up Raquel and live in the remaining weeks that you have on SmackDown. That would be totally fine. You could add maybe Candice and Mia and, and Yim. They've kind of been together. They could be a tag team as well. Part of me thinks one of the matches that were, that's going to get added to WrestleMania though is a returning eric young and nikki versus candace and johnny gargano at wrestlemania i think a mixed tag match might be in the works if they decide to do that and then the rest of sanity shows up at mania and they they do the, the reunion uh, there. i'm sorry um
0: i like my wrestlemania matches when the people are actually reacting to them and no one in that match is exactly what i call over so uh that sounds like a good Monday Night Raw match, but as for WrestleMania, <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, and that it's not going to happen. I'm just saying that I yeah, think I that did. if it did, if it does happen, it ain't getting no reaction from that. You, well,
1: you got six weeks to build up to it, and Johnny Gargano has a little bit of momentum coming up now. The- we
0: we're not getting Eric Young coming back next week, regardless of, of way, how much you build it up. Eric Young coming uh, with <laughs> a month before WrestleMania, and then- trying to be on the Wrestlemania card he ain't gonna be over with the LA crowd and Johnny Gargano they they still gotta continue what I'm saying is I could see
1: that match being there uh but regardless you could do it that way or you know what man there's part of me thinking yes you could do the six-woman tag match as well but you could also do a situation and this is where I'm almost leaning. Is the fact that you go ahead and you do a triple threat match after Becky and Lita win the tag team titles on Monday, you do Becky, Lita, damage control, Ronda and Shayna, triple threat match for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. That way you can get Shayna, or excuse me, you can get Rhonda and Becky in the same ring at the same time, kind of test the water, see if there is some interest in revisiting that after that initial match was scrapped because they thought nobody cared about it anymore. You could maybe rekindle some flames there. And then. You're asking me what I do with Bailey, right? Bailey faces Trish Stratus one-on-one at WrestleMania. I think that would be something that I would love to see and Bailey get a, a big marquee one-on-one matchup and not leave her off the card because I think you're going to have plenty of room, SP3, to do both of those matches because we have right now, by my count, we have 11 matches, all right? We got Roman, Cody, Charlotte, Rhea, Bianca, Asuka. Those are the three that are locked in. After that, Theory Cena, that's happening. Rollins, Paul, that's happening. KO and Sammy versus the Usos, that's happening. Brock Lesnar's fighting somebody. We'll get there. Don't, don't, don't start yet. There will be an IC title match. There will be a women's tag title match. Edge, Balor, Dom, Ray. I got eleven matches, two nights. Maybe you get up to sixteen, but these matches are much longer under Triple H than they were under Vince McMahon. Remember we got Sammy and KO at WrestleMania and that match was eight minutes long. And it was like the second or third longest match of the entire weekend. Do you think we get up to 16? And if you do, what are the five matches? What are the stories? I don't know what's out there. As you said, people will be invested in this is WrestleMania. After all, you don't have to get to 16. How many more get added to those 11?
0: This is why I think they should do the women's, uh, the six woman tag because that would be twelve. Uh, then what else do you what else do you got? I gotta rock my brain now. You're making me think on a on a Tuesday afternoon here. I brought Um, up up Otis and Bronson Reed. Are they really gonna build to that? Uh, like why not? There you go. (laughs) I mean, in a triple, I think in a triple H, we're gonna get fourteen matches, seven matches on each night. So you really only need three more matches. And it seems like uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley... Uh, you know, Piston, Triple H's Cheerios, and they're not going to be in the same matchup. We're going to get Brock and Omos, and we're going to get Lashley and, and Wyatt. So that is uh, your second matchup. So that puts us at 13. And then you right. could either do that, that, that mixed tag match or that mixed tag match or Otis versus Bronson Reed. Neither one of those matches, I think, is going to get much of a reaction. But, um, yeah. I think that's what we're
1: gonna do. I, I think there would be just now. Remember, this is WrestleMania. These are your these are your hardcore. This isn't like a Super Bowl crowd, all right? This is this is your hardcore wrestling. You do the
0: Andre. You can bring back the Andre the Giant Memorial. uh you oh, man, they might do that. They might do the women's Battle Royal. uh Queen had an idea. Ron Strowman doesn't have a matchup at WrestleMania.
1: Ron Strowman doesn't have a matchup. Ricochet. There are a lot of names that don't have matchups.
0: Daniel I, I, I priest. I look, all, of Judgment, all of Judgment Day have matches except for Damian Priest.
1: Except for Damian Priest, which is kind of why I'm hoping instead of getting Finn Balor and Edge one-on-one, it's what you brought up. We get Randy Orton coming back healthy and we get RK uh, rated RKO against Priest and Edge to at least get Damian on the card somewhere. Like I said, there are a lot of people who I don't know how they get there. I agree with you. I think we're going to get 14. I think we're going to get 7. Each night, maybe we get a women's battle royal. Queen brought up earlier the fact that maybe they do another some kind of number one contenders match to get some of the other women uh, uh on the card.
0: Possibility, we'll we see. WrestleMania battle, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal.
1: Yeah, something on those airs. Now, I want to go back to something that that you said just now.
0: There's no way
1: Omos is facing Brock Lesnar in Hollywood. There's no way that's the match. There's ladies no way. All respect and... due to Omos. This is random AF. There is no way that this is the match at WrestleMania. None. None. There's no way. No Ladies way.
0: Gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Brock no Lesnar is pissed, pissed off Triple H with what he did at the Royal Rumble, hurting a referee. And the I think the appropriate punishment is you got a match with Omos at WrestleMania. Here's the other thing. I was crackling. I was Brock cackling. Rock Lesnar doubled down on that shit
1: because apparently the ref F5 at Elimination Chamber wasn't planned either. So Triple
0: H got cackling. pissed at him
1: for an unplanned referee bump at Royal Rumble and then he said, fuck it, and he did it again at Elimination Chamber.
0: I was cackling. Cackling after MVP suggested that Omos face Brock Lesnar, and then I was cackling even more when Bobby Lashley came out and beat up Elias, and basically just felt like he was moving on from Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry if I get kicked in the dick and then made to look inferior post match. I would want to fight Brock Lesnar again. Why are you? Why does he sound like you're just moving on? Oh you don't God. do
1: it, you don't do a DQ finish unless these two are going to fight again at WrestleMania. It doesn't make any sense. Steven yeah. saying Brock versus Otis uh cinnamon toast crunch. No, that would be that would be the Otis versus uh uh Bronson Reed match. That's your cinnamon yeah. toast crunch match right there.
0: That's that's your cinnamon toast crunch match. You do, you do Alpha work. Academy versus Maximum Male Models in a cinnamon toast crunch match. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Cinnamon toast crunch match got got uh Rick knocking down lights on yeah. us. <laughs> I, I'm I'm knocking
1: down lights. I'm hitting stationary hotkeys preset hot keys i'm like oh i told you i'm a hot mess right now but yeah no for real though um this has got to be a swerve i i I agree with javon this has got to be a swerve i was genuinely interested when bray wyatt on friday called out the winner of brock and bobby and i'm like oh are we finally going to get brock and and bray like legitimately like we were supposed to get back in 2016 oh no because there was a dq finish your rougher match at a dq finish and the match started off hot i'm into it i'm going all right this is exactly what i thought it was going to be big meaty men bumping meat hitting finishers this that and the other oh he hit him in the nuts are you fucking kidding me so I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do a triple threat with Bray, you know, mixed in that. I don't know. Oh, my gosh, man. I don't know how they do that finish and then say, screw it. We're going straight to Omos versus Brock. Lesnar." This has got to be a setup for the Hurt Business to reunite or some bullshit, something. Brock and Bobby are not going to be in separate matches at WrestleMania. I will eat this hat. Not really, but figuratively eat this hat if they're not in the same match at WrestleMania. Before WrestleMania shows up SP3, we do have a pay-per-view within the next two weeks. Although, might not know it by the ticket sales that are going on right now for AEW Revolution. uh, wrestleticks.com, or uh, not WrestleTicks.com, but WrestleTix on Twitter. There's about a third of the tickets available. They have sold about 6,500. They have a little under 3,000 left two weeks out. Should AEW be concerned about the the event selling the way that it is right now? Granted, I think only four matches are booked. So maybe if some people in San Francisco, maybe they're waiting on some of that card to get filled out a little bit before they buy tickets. But still,
0: two weeks out, you got 3,000 tickets left. Concerning? Yes or no? yeah definitely aew feels the least hot and interesting it's been in a while and it's coming off a streak of like six seven aew dynamites that were super really were great shows despite that they don't have any storylines that are really gripping the people i think that they have two good storylines in mjf and brian danielson and hangman adam page and john moxley but they haven't really got behind those to the point that it really feels like smoking hot feuds. Like last year's revolution was when you had CM Punk and MJF, you had Hangman and Adam Cole, you had Brian Danielson and John Moxley. They had three to four to five matches, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho that felt hot, that felt like we really want to see these matches. And you know. A lot of the card, half of the card for, for Revolution is rematches. Hangman and and Moxley is, a, is the fourth time they're facing each other. Yep. Warlow and Joe is like the third time they face each other in some form, a three-way at full gear, the singles match in December and now this match. So they have to kind of put matches that are fresh, that are new, that are hot. And they have to get behind it. I think it was a big mistake in just starting House of Black and Elite. I thought that you should have been done this. You should have been had House of Black jump the Elite after the Elite won the ladder match on the January 11th episode or at least jump the bucks on the following week when the young bucks lost to the top flight instead of doing the whole top flight in AR fox versus the elite and then getting to House of black it feels like too late in the game so they have to they have a lot of tickets left. it doesn't look good for them and they don't feel as hot as they once were. Like I'm
1: sitting here trying to figure out what else are they going to to like put on this card. Maybe Orange Cassidy has a match, maybe he loses the TNT championship to Wheeler Yuta on oh, yes. Wednesday and they run it back. They got the women's tag team thing that they're they're running right now and they're they're kind of building up all of that around around one one feud, one match right now. So I mean what, what they have
0: know? they have some things that are already kind of set up. They just have to announce it. Like I said, Elite in House of Black, Jamie Hader versus Ruby Soho, or maybe a three way with Soraya to continue the whole feud that they have going on. I don't think they need a big card because they have a one hour Iron Man match in the main event. That's very so true. so very really, they only really need maybe three maybe for more matches and they already got elite and you know uh house of black. So really only three more matches at best needs to, hopefully if they're smart needs to be added to this card. Yeah. Less might be more
1: with this show. I think another thing that's working against them is as much as MJF and Brian Danielson is, is going to kick ass. I think many of us believe that MJF is still walking away with the AEW world championship and a predictable finish, albeit going to be a really, really good match, I think that might hinder some people from saying, "Eh, is that a selling point for me when the rest of what's been announced so far is uh it, like you said rematches so they, they got a bit of work to do we'll see if uh, hopefully they can ramp up some some ticket sales. and somebody brought it up earlier uh in the chat and I'm, I'm sorry i missed it and yeah look we're we're not sitting here saying that we're not trying to paint doom and gloom on aew like oh they're gonna they're gonna lose kenny omega oh they're gonna lose the young bucks and oh they're losing out on jay white now they can't sell tickets we're not saying this is a negative we're just we're we're just talking about you know reports and facts we want AEW to live and thrive because the wrestling business is better. So I'm, I'm hoping, uh, that, you know, this, this gets better, uh, for them. Uh, could we see Miro at revolution? I'm not going to believe we're going to see Miro at AEW until he shows up. That's where I'm at right now. Frantic. That's, that's where I'm at. Uh, one thing that, uh, could really help out the product SP3 is, uh, figuring out what to do with Jade Cargill. She wrestled. For all of about 35 seconds on uh, Rampage on Friday, Vert Vixen, who's a very talented young woman, she didn't get to do a whole lot in this match. Uh, Jade Cargill squashed Vert Vixen to go to 53-0, defending the TBS championship. She has effectively run out of opponents on the lower end of the card, mid to lower end of the card, outside of Chris Statlander, who's hurt right now, don't know when she's going to come back. Um, There were points where she came down to the ring, where she like her whole entire presentation, right used to be must see must watch there were points in that match and this is just me speculating i'm not i'm not saying that she, she was trying to showcase this she looked bored on friday she there were points where she there just you could just see it in her eyes that she was like why am i out here doing this kind of stuff again she has beaten the ruby soho she has beaten the willow nightingale she has had so many enhancement matches she's talked about in interviews that that she is 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 ready to face the Brit Bakers of the world. Like that's, that's where she wants to go is to face the upper echelon of the card. And really that's the only people that she hasn't faced yet, but it appears that she is stuck in a holding pattern. Like Tony Khan is waiting for something, but I don't know how much longer that you can keep her there before people just stop giving a crap because all of her stuff right now is, is just cookie cutter the same. And it's, it, it's starting to bug me, frankly. And it, I think it's starting to show with her i think her frustrations are starting to leak out a little bit on tv
0: i wouldn't go as far as to say that but she desperately needs something it's 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 past the point of holding power it's gotten stale like it, and the whole winning streak the undefeated streak has become an albatross around her neck where people are not seeing the improvement that she really has made yeah, in, her, in her in her overall in the ring her presentation Everything has improved on for her in the past year, but we've gone on like six months without her having a substantial threat to her championship run and her undefeated streak, or even an interesting storyline. They had her feel. It looked like she was going to feud with bow. Wow. Then it looked like she was going to feud with the baddies. And then they did nothing to make the Either one of Kira Hogan or red velvet it seemed like a threat to her. Yeah. And, then now she's just she's just doing nothing after that was done it was she's doing nothing right now
1: yeah they simultaneously it's weird to think this but they simultaneously drug their feet on and then rushed her feud with athena which could have been spectacular it felt like it took forever to get to the match because they barely showcased either one of them on tv during their build and then the match was all of like six minutes long it was a good match but like six minutes long in chicago at all out and then it was over it was done and i'm like okay what was the point of that then they turned athena heel and now she's the ring of honor women's champion and that's great and everything but that should have been so much more than what it was that was a very important uh rivalry for for athena and yeah man like I, I think they dropped the ball on that and yeah it's she's just chilling and i i don't know if he's waiting for chris statlander i don't know if he's waiting for uh Britt and jamie and and saraya and tony storm to finish up with what they're doing but how many more weeks is that going to go along it just seems like I, I don't know, Steven. Are they trying to get, you know, Mercedes in at some And maybe not Revolution? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do Mercedes versus Jay. But if they're bringing in Mercedes, she ain't losing. Uh, Steven Chambers said, also saying Thunder Rosa possibility whenever she gets back. Who knows when she's going to be healthy? It seems like Tony's waiting on something. I don't know how much longer he can wait. SP3, what you got going on on True Heel Heat this week?
0: Uh, check out our reviews of WWE Elimination Chamber from this past Sunday. Uh, myself, Ness, and Wendy reviewed that one. Uh, Monday, we did our NJPW Battle in the Valley review, talking about Mercedes Monet defeating Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship, talking about the final match for Jay White and a tremendous bout with him and uh Eddie Kingston. Uh, later this week, I got the AEW Dynamite Review, AE Ramble on Thursday, and on Friday, We are dropping my exclusive interview with my favorite wrestler in the world. One of the nicest people in professional wrestling, speedball, Mike Bailey. So check that out. Yeah. Uh,
1: Feel free to check out my uh, conversation with Montez Ford. It's still a really, really good conversation. It's up there uh, right now here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, By the way, for those who are curious, Fightful Select just had a report um, why Chelsea Green wasn't on Raw. She she's got some green card issues. So Chelsea's green card, Chelsea Green green card, uh, not working right now. That was actually hilarious. Her calling, uh, Adam Pierce last night to say that she was accidentally got sent to Ottawa, uh, Illinois. Uh, so that was pretty damn funny. That was a creative way to keep that uh, that bit rolling. Chelsea Green uh, is been absolute money uh in this role since she came back uh check out my conversation with montez ford it is up there right now really appreciate you for doing that Uh, i believe on monday i'm going to drop my conversation with mia yim from royal rumble weekend because she had some really really nice things to say about dakota kai and dakota kai well at least up until monday is going to be uh women's tag team champions so that may not be the case afterwards so i'm gonna have her say some nice things about dakota kai on monday make sure to give us a thumbs up if you enjoyed the show today thank you guys so much for for chiming in uh today where all of your comments are i didn't get to uh sorry i didn't get to to more of them but uh hey there's there's another show next week 2 15 p.m we'll be here believing pro wrestling brought to you by bet online